0: Welcome to the Body Science Podcast. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent or manage any injury, disease or other health-related condition. Welcome to Body Science HQ. Super excited to have in-house
1: dietitian and coach Mark here. How are you, mate? Excellent. Thanks, Greg. I'm so excited to be here. You know, this time we're going to delve into topics that I'm passionate about. It's good to be on the couch with you. You've done your time on the stage and in the books. You're a qualified dietitian. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You played dietitian dietitian for quite a while. Yeah. So I graduated in 2011 with my Master's of Nutrition and Dietetics to become a dietitian. It's crazy to think that that's now, what, 12 years ago?
0: When was that? 2011. 11. And then two years later, you go on to win WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's 10 years ago. Yeah, 2.13 November in Vegas, winning Muscle Mania World Fitness That must have show. been unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, I can remember it. Like I remember seeing like your magazines
0: all the time going, this guy's fake, hey? There's got to be Photoshop involved here. <laughs> have a look at that. But what, what did you say 10 years later? Yeah, that was 10 years ago. No joke. Yeah. I pulled
1: the mag out the other yeah. day. You haven't aged. You, you must be a vampire. Thank you, Greg. It's, it's too kind. I mean, yeah, I feel like I've aged heaps, but thanks. I mean, I, I'm seeing wrinkles all oh, yeah. over the forehead and definitely not recovering as quickly. On collagen to, soon, but We're going to
0: talk yep. about protein in general today because I know you love your collagen as well. Yeah. Mate, I'm just going to pull a whole lot of questions out that have come through the office mm. and instead of us just replying to people one-on-one, we thought we'd start doing some quick little podcasts full of information with somebody who knows what they're talking about and I'm going to rip into the first one. I'm reading off the phone. I do apologize because um, my memory's not that good. Put me on the spot. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. You probably answered these already. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is
1: it true you need a large amount of protein to build muscle? No, protein's definitely vital in building muscle, but whether it needs to be a large amount or not, probably not really. I would say that the majority of the population actually probably not getting enough protein to build muscle, yep. but that doesn't mean that there needs to be a large amount. You know, if we can work between one gram to 1.2 grams of protein per kg body weight yep. per day, yep. if we can work on that, that's a reasonable amount. And, and that's very not achievable. protein
0: shakes, that's total protein for the day. Total protein for the day. Yeah.
1: That's very reasonable amount. So that's not a huge amount by any means. And that will go a long way towards helping you build muscle.
0: Yeah, nice. mate. we have a lot of people that still fear protein in the marketplace, like we we sell through Coles, Woolies, ASN, Nutrition Warehouse, a lot of places. So we touch a lot of people with our proteins. And some of the questions that come back to our uh, customer service team that, that, that hit you and I after that is, and he, and th- I think this is a really valid one, can consuming too much protein harm my kidneys? What do
1: you yeah. reckon? well nice and easy absolutely not that's a myth bust uh we that we need to get out there and people need to stop being afraid and scared of protein look if you're predisposed to that's kidney a big failure thing, isn't it? yeah then sure mm-hmm. and like then your doctor or your medical profession would have advised you on that or or you you're doing sort of if you're in that stage of life where you're doing regular medical tests and examinations then you'll be aware of that or there's a genetic history of kidney failure but otherwise no don't be scared generally safe it.
0: but you know what? If you have to ask yourself that question, go and ask your doctor. Sure,
1: yeah, yeah. for some extra safety. Sure, and then move forward. And most of our packages say
0: one serve a day. It's not like that's a massive amount of protein that's going to change the game for you. No, but
1: be smart, kids. Get out there, do some reading, do some learning for yourself. Well, it might be interesting to think about the amount of protein that you get in from a serve. Say thirty grams in a protein shake, for instance. Yep. You know, twenty-five to thirty grams. How does that relate to real food? You know, we're not doing anything that's that's out there, that's crazy, strange. You know, real food. Tuna, tuna. tuna Twenty grams of protein. You know, typical. 200 gram of chicken breast might be uh, 35 40 grams of protein so this is this is normal values of protein that you're getting in in a shake
0: yeah i'm a believer that protein is a protein powder is a food
1: yeah exactly that's we're just helping make life a little easier there
0: it's a good life hack Mm. here's a question we've all heard this one before but we'll throw it out again because we're still getting asked do plant-based proteins provide all the essential amino acids and i don't think they mean essential they mean is is it does it have all the aminos
1: yeah is it complete in its its amino acid profile if we're talking about 20 amino acids well no the answer is no and that's why it's that much more challenging living a plant-based life and and you know full kudos to those that are making that work because that is more challenging it's harder to get uh, the protein in that way but the way to do it is just to combine different plant-based protein options and then you nail it on the head so that's and that's a, what we do in, in our plant-based products yep. isn't it like we might mix a soy protein with a rice protein with a pea protein together you can get a complete amino acid profile
0: yep. not using a lot of soy but yes sure and I'm, I'm not against soy soy is actually a very these days soy is a quality protein I mean hey it's no way don't, all the haters don't come running at me but soy protein 10 years ago 20 years ago when i started this oh yuck like yeah. dad said it looked like porridge really we used it but now it's it's a, it's a beautiful product that's actually got a great taste profile and yeah. i think about our plant proteins are soy free but yeah. we've got 10 different proteins in there in our plant protein so it's, it's nice our clean plant protein is a great one to have a look at and it's so, yeah. have a look at the aminos on the back
1: they're listed there you go exactly it's all listed and it's interesting you touch on that because you're talking about 10 years ago at that point uh you had had the business for 15 years and think about 10 years later now i guess how much Things have advanced, and you've ma- oh, obviously mate. managed to continue to Crazy. advance and with it's the so trends. So good to
0: see too. Mm. You need you need people in the industry to make that happen, and mm. there's really good people in the industry now. It's uh, the Australian sports nutrition industry, and worldwide is is massive. It's one of the growth categories in the world, and really glad to be part of it. To be honest, mate,
1: very special. Yeah,
0: you know, it's, it's funny. Back in 2010 or 11, we were the first ones to ever do a certified organic. Australian plant protein like it was and wow. certified organic and was it was a blend as well it took a long time to get through the regulatory side on that like it yeah. was crazy but that's how long we've been in plant proteins for so if yeah. you're sitting out there yeah. thinking our oh, body science is just capitalizing on our plant protein well every other brand that came after might be doing that. So, I don't say that type of shit much, but I'm sick of it like
1: No, it's true. Our
0: plant protein is really good.
1: It's I remember back in the year that I can picture that original branding of the, your the, car, the
0: brown cardboard yes. canister. That was
1: You were pioneering that, was,
0: that. that. Yeah, that was all recycled cardboard that had organic inks. The recycled part came on the label was from in Indonesia. They were cutting down a lot of trees and just throwing the bark away and somebody mm. took the bark and turned it into paper. We were the first ones to use that paper on that product. We did a lot of things in that space and I I guess the big problem then is like we're talking 2011 or whatever yeah. it was. It just tasted like shit. Yeah. It really tasted bad. I remember tasting it, spitting it out thinking they'd cracked a joke. At the place at our at our flavour house, and they all looked at me, and I went, oh, "Okay, not a joke. This is the real deal. This one." These days, though, I'm I'm into our plant protein. I have it a yeah. lot. It's 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 got an earthier taste and way, but yeah, very simple to drink, very easy, and the flavours are great. Yeah, you absolutely. can mix it up. So if you do suffer a little bit from those lactose intolerances, mm-hmm. um, plant protein can be a great alternative as yeah. can collagen.
1: Yeah, why not even choose it? I sometimes recommend to my clients just choose one day a week where you go plant based. Yeah, you know, do no harm. Things like that. And i will trying to do a day or two of that. Yeah. And we've got options for that. That's good. But wow, how much ahead of the game were you back then in sustainability and in plant-based well, 2010 and 11? No one cared, yeah. just so you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, We thought we were doing the right thing there, but no one gave a shit.
0: <laughs> anyway, that's life. Here's a big one, and it's a multi-million dollar question, and you've stood on stage and won a muscle mania, so I think you're fairly qualified outside of your years at of- University, become a dietitian. Will consuming protein immediately after a workout enhance muscle recovery? Doesn't
1: have to be immediate.
0: Yeah, no, that's that, a big thing, isn't it?
1: That that's where I think we were at for many years. We used a twenty minute
0: window, the anabolic mm, window, or whatever we
1: called it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I
0: still tell people to do that just quietly. <laughs> Athletes, it's all about consistency and routine. Mm, mm. And if you don't have a time to do it, you have a time to miss it. Does mm. that make sense? Mm, good. So good. yeah, so from that point of view, mm. we still don't. And and all the elite teams we talk with, they still take protein drinks after training and after games and that type of thing. They're doing a lot more than just drinking protein in that phase. But the question was, Mm. and as I said, you're the one with the dietetics Mm. degree Mm. and the- St- I stood on stage with muscles. Why am I even answering? Like, seriously, shut up, Greg. Will consuming protein immediately after a workout enhance muscle recovery? And you said not straight after?
1: Well, it doesn't have to be immediate. Yep. It doesn't have to be straight after. We don't have to get pedantic and stressed about this time frame straight afterwards. Like And like you mentioned, like, people will have their preferences mm. um, of... Of when to have it. If that's their routine to have it straight afterwards, then that's great. There's no harm in that. Yeah. Okay. One thing I would say is if you delayed it slightly, there's research out there that's saying that you may be getting more of a potential thermogenic effect of the workout, yep. which means you may be going into more of a weight management zone. Yeah. Or... Fat burning that you get out of the workout. So, because, so you delay it a little, but, and then, and then you consume it, which might be an hour afterwards, hour and a half, two hours. The aim is to still get protein in at some point after the workout, of course. All right. But if the priority is nothing to do so much with weight management, the priority of the workout is to gain muscle, there'll be no harm in having it straight after, okay? But yep. they'll also be totally fine if you miss that that so-called window and you have it when when time provides you to have it, but de- definitely go Last ahead and I have it. it. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, I would say also the importance of having some amino water during the workout will actually also you help. You're a big fan of that, hey? I'm a big fan of that because mm-hmm. that's something that can be very quickly digested into the muscles while we're activating them and that can actually help you Train harder and and potentially buffer that lactic acid, so you have a better workout. And then at least that is a safety mechanism for delaying the protein. So you get delayed for also. hours now. Yeah. It's
0: also a hydration strategy too, mate. Yes. You need to stay hydrated. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Is it true that consuming more protein can help with weight loss? We all Definitely. want the answer to this one.
1: Definitely, of course, more protein can help with weight loss. And like, you could answer this in so many angles. One way it helps you with weight loss is because it's filling. So yeah, it's satiety is a big satiety. thing. It? So mm. it will. It can reduce your cravings for other foods, which would be non-preferential choices, especially like reducing sugar cravings. So therefore in that regard, it's gonna help with weight management. Secondly, it's it's mostly stored in our muscles and that's where we want our food to go. You know, it's not gonna store as a fat. And so it's it's paired with carbohydrate as the the leaner macronutrient than fat, of course, producing um, four calories per gram. So it is it is pretty lean. We can have a fair amount of grams of protein and still stay in store with our calorie number for the day. Yeah. You know, so many reasons why why protein helps with with weight loss, fat loss, or weight management. Yep.
0: And this next question is a bit of a loaded gun for you because you work for a supplement company, mm. so this one could be a little bit tough. Is it necessary to consume protein shakes or supplements to meet my daily protein requirements? <laughs> That's a loaded gun. <laughs> but, hey, like I, I wouldn't even mind like answering that. The answer is but yes. A- Mark wants to get paid.
1: <laughs> nah, I'm joking. But it's actually not. It's, it's not. not it, you right. You don't have to consume it. What we've provided over here is, like you always say, it's life hacks. Just make it's like life a, easier
0: it's a supplement it supplements yeah, a good program that's right yeah.
1: it is still a supplement so we do always say first and foremost try get your protein in with your food yeah. go for it and we're and we're all about that. But we also realize the reality of life and how can we make it more sustainable? How can we make protein more enjoyable? How can it taste good when when you're trying to... Yeah, you're not getting
0: a chocolate-flavored steak, are
1: you? No, mm. you're not. And boiled
0: chicken does not taste like some of the new flavors that are out these days.
1: This is something that, regardless on what calorie restriction you're on, what stage of even competition prep you're in, you're craving something that tastes good and mm. that's sweet. And the protein shake gives you that. I've always... I've always always Look forward to having my protein shake in the day because it's yep. something sweet that you can enjoy in the day. So, or protein bar, or be able to have a dessert at night. You know, like back in the early days, you thought you who would have thought it could be having a, a mousse or protein jelly I before know, going crazy, to bed, isn't it? Yeah, and still stay in your calorie numbers. So, yep. it just makes life easier and makes it more sustainable, more manageable. Life's busy. Why not use it as an option?
0: And I'm assuming you've read these questions because <laughs> my next question is Does consuming protein before bed, which you just <laughs> dropped in, improve muscle growth during sleep?
1: Well, it can because when we're sleeping that's when our body recovers so if you've especially if you've trained on that day you've lifted some weight your body's gonna your muscles are looking to recover while you sleep so why not give it the macronutrient that is the primary focus for recovery which is protein so before you sleep it's got every chance of recovering rebuilding and growing yeah yes. nice so nice. and that would be where we use our slow digesting protein right like yep. whey protein concentrates yeah because they get to digest more slowly throughout the night
0: yeah yeah that's it and then your jellies and mm. all that with your milk based proteins yep. and stuff that they're, they're, they're great they're, yeah. they're good sources here's a big one we obviously 25 years in the game we have some really great retail partners so we have a spread of you know from 16 to 60 year olds at utilize our products and probably covering a lot of those outer shells in that space because we have such a drug tested product you know and so it gets a purity stamp over a lot of other brands in that space so this question is probably more aimed at certain populations but are high protein diets harmful to bone health or do they help bone health
1: they absolutely help bone health and we're talking about in that later age going into potential osteoporosis breakdown of bones and been proven over and over that Protein helps with bone health, so absolutely. Uh, there are many other things that help with bone health, also. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You know, resistance to exercise being one, or you know, um, definitely. Like, luck- I always thought it was interesting. Uh, the, the earlier you start with sort of pounding bones, like gymnasts and things like that, actually really good for the development and, and yep. making bones really strong, right? Yeah. And to to prevent that, but still, we do what we can through food, and obviously calcium and, and vitamin other, D, all those
0: type of um, things. They're all, they're all good strategies, aren't yeah, they? Yeah,
1: exactly. But protein, and quite will help a few that.
0: calcium-based proteins around these days, when you have a look at some of our, mainly nighttime stuff, the dessert stuff's all based on calcium-based... It's
1: great that we've uh, got that.
0: ...casein-based products. So... Yeah, that you look at the just look at the back of a nutritional panel on a protein, and if it's got a calcium score on it, it'll, it'll have a number next to it. Go and have a look.
1: Yeah, we're very good at displaying all of those call outs mm. on our products, and with, there are so many, and it's incredible. Like, there's nothing that doesn't have to be confusing because the food label is there, the ingredients list is there. Obviously, the ingredients list is listed from most to least. Yep. You can see you got a percentage RDIs over there. That's a the big nutrition thing with panels. calcium
0: actually. you can see where you're yeah. at. That's yeah, that's a good thing, mm. man. I'm just asking this one for a mate can excessive protein intake lead to weight gain Look,
1: <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> in my experience no i have not seen that i haven't uh read research on that let's still second that by saying that we do always need to exercise and and you know calories are calorie too it? yeah But you're still getting those four calories per gram from protein like we've mentioned. But you know, if you're eating more protein, you're likely to eat less carbohydrate, less fat. That in, its, that in itself will help control your calorie intake for the day. You're likely to be more full and satisfied, less sugar cravings, and protein lives in your muscles. So you're most likely to rather build, if, if the scales go up, it's most likely more gonna be muscle weight yep. because protein's going into your muscle. Hi, I'm Tom Green, Olympic champ from Tokyo. And if you want the best tasting protein bars on the market, you should try the new Body Science Moose range. Greg, you better be testing these,
0: Mate, they're getting drug tested, got you covered. Not sure if this one's in your area. I'm going to ask it anyway, what is whey protein and how's it derived?
1: Whey protein comes from, from milk. Yep. Yeah, so whey protein comes from milk. You get whey protein isolate, whey protein concentrate. Um, it's
0: ripped out during the cheese making process. It's you know the that? cheese
1: making, is it? So if
0: cheese consumption goes down worldwide, protein prices go up. Okay, so, so need, explain that further. we need that further? French to keep eating cheese. Yep. Because that keeps our protein prices down.
1: Goes through a heating process or is it it's, the dehydrogenization? So
0: I've got a little answer here just in case because mm. I wasn't sure if this was mm. your area because I'm sure you don't go into manufacturing processes no. uh, when you're doing your- Dietary no. studies, but uh, it's the liquid portion that separates from curds when they're when they're playing in that space. So mm. what was that old um, sitting there eating her curds and whey? Like
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, so it's it manages to take away the lean part of the cheese, right? It, it, like the lean, the protein part leaves behind the the fat. But that it, would used normally, be, it used to be used to be
0: like the waste. Yeah. Okay. The way that was when they were making cheese, the way was the waste part, and someone's gone. Hang on, we can use it. It's high protein, and mm. now it's a massive industry.
1: And um, that's great. So it was just a dumbled upon. As a bar product. Yeah, about. it's probably yeah. one of
0: those things. I mean, mm. when I when I started this, what twenty five mm. years ago, mm. it was pretty mm. hard to get protein. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't something that like today you can get on Google and get a protein within two minutes. When I first started back in the day, and I had I had access to protein coming out of New Zealand, and I remember that. I need to get it blended and flavored. Mm. Nobody had I think Max's was around back then. Like Max's is okay. a brand and you know, you gotta love what Max's was very bodybuilding in that space. Yeah. Like huge. They had canned paint tins with their protein jars with Big, super muscly cartoon mm. dudes on them. Yeah, and you know they they yeah. nailed that market yeah, that I they were in. That. You yeah. know, we, we went we went sport lifestyle. People was mm. our was our play, which was mm. very different. But I remember I spent I don't know weeks trying and it, it wasn't like it is now, where you could just jump online and find stuff. So mm. we're talking back when I'm I don't even know if there was a internet connection back then. It would have been close, but it would have been one of those ones where you. You turn on and you walk away and come back because it's still dialing <laughs> to get in. And and nobody had websites back then, so you had to do the hard yards. Anyway, uh, poor Greg. I ended up finding this guy and he flavoured meat sausages for Coles and Woolies. Okay. That's, that's what his business did. Okay. Okay. And when I said I wanted to flavor <laughs> like protein powder, he goes, why would you do that? Really? And I'm like, well, there's an application. We think we can do it type stuff. And so then I went and saw him and I found out he actually helped formulate the first ever liquid soy drink Okay. Uh, okay. back then, but it wasn't marketed as a protein powder back then. Yeah. It was more of a health style drink back in those days. and. Yeah, he just went on to and I spent so many days in his lab learning how to do all this stuff. It Was how so much cool. fun back in those days.
1: How cool. What's this? This is These days dude, I look at is, spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah. This is early 2000s, wasn't it? This is no,
0: this is before 1999. Wow. Yeah, this is
1: That's so
0: cool. 1999 we our February was mm. we launched a product then. We actually did a lot of work before launching a product. Like I spent yeah, a long time. Anyway. Wow. That's a great story, Greg. Shut up, nobody cares. Let's move on. Is whey protein suitable for people with lactose intolerance?
1: it's really interesting because the actual whey that we take out from from the dairy, like you've said, is very, very low in lactose. Like in in my belief, it's not going to have an effect on people that are sensitive to lactose. But we can't technically say it's no. Look, if
0: you if you suffer from, don't put yourself through it, is what I say. It's not. There's other alternatives out there, and especially don't buy a blend. Like if you're going to go for a blended protein that is going to have a, la- a, a lactose in it. And if you're yeah. not lactose intolerant, it means nothing. Like it's yeah. not a bad taboo thing. Yes. But if you suffer from that, have, have a look at the plant proteins yeah. and the collagen proteins. I mean, they're there for you in that space. That's why brands like ours and many other brands don't just have one protein powder.
1: That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's it. If you're undiagnosed and you're unsure, but you just feel like you've drank and milk in the milk upsets your stomach or yogurt's upset or cheese do. I would still say just just give give away protein a, a go. Give it a chance because it is solar. And then if sure. If it upsets you, if it does, then you've got you've got the plant-based options to choose from. In in many cases, I've seen where people are amazed that they actually they didn't think that they could tolerate, and they feel just great having. And
0: look, there's a lot of sh- there were, before COVID. Yeah. There was a lot of shit cheap proteins on the market. Yes. I get why some people feel crap, and you don't. Yes. you can't even believe what's on the label on every product, which is a tragedy. But that's exactly yeah. The other thing we do is we use DigiZyme digestive enzymes. Yes. this isn't a question on here, but I thought I'd just throw this, this one is at awesome. you. Awesome. So yeah, that's one of the reasons. Like if you are uh, slightly this with the. Mm. Dig- Suggestive enzymes might be covering for you in that space? The, the lactase, mm. the amylase.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah that- I'm not going to name them unless I turn the bag around and read it. But, I'll be but, really honest with you. But that is really impressive <laughs> that we have that because if we didn't know, for our listeners, enzymes normally end in A's, so lactase, and it breaks down the, the sugar from milk, which is lactose. Yep. So and we've got that in our in many of our protein products. So it's specifically there to help digest the lactose. Yeah.
0: Here's a good question we get asked a lot. Mm. Is whey protein the only beneficial protein for athletes and bodybuilders? Not at all. The yeah. only one, no.
1: No. It's the We're fastest. Fastest. But for mass market,
0: we don't need the fastest. We probably not the one that makes us feel the fullest to be for most people, to yeah. be really honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Sometimes uh, that's right. It's looking for feeling full again or is it looking for more post post workout, yeah. as in get it quickly digested into your muscles. But otherwise, yeah, other forms of of protein, milk protein so many Different uh, you can proteins do that we've talked about. Yeah. Look, whey's still called King
0: in my my mm. head, Whey's King, and that's yeah. purely because it's digested quickly. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Can whey protein supplements be used as meal replacements?
1: Well, <coughs> it can be, but we don't specifically <coughs> do one over here. So that's
0: a specified act actually, the meal yeah. replacement act. So when we when we talk about meal replacements, we're mm. talking about a criteria the government has defined can be utilized as a meal instead of sitting down to a plate. Yeah. So, so we um, don't particularly particularly play in that space, Mm. but a lot of people use protein drinks around their food planning.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Hey, it's probably a very – this might be what some consumers – Find um Complicating, isn't it? Because well, the last like,
0: meal replacements are, yeah. are pretty high in calories. They're, mm. they're, they're hitting the 200 plus, whereas a whey would be 120 calories. Yeah, yeah. So you don't want to be living on a straight whey drink, but there's a lot of people who skip meals and have, and, you know, if you can't eat it, drink it. That's right. And Because they would have taught you that on day one in dietetic school, wouldn't they? you like, <laughs> don't eat food, just drink protein drinks. <laughs> <That's laughs>
1: like, and I try and tell clients, look, you've got three main meals breakfast, lunch, and then you've got mid meals, morning <clears> tea, and afternoon tea yep. as snack and potentially essentially a dessert. So think about what sort of calories you wanna eat throughout the day. How do you wanna break that out uh, um, throughout the day? And then, so you split it across main meals and snacks. Now, our protein shakes would be perfect for a snack, like a morning tea or an afternoon tea, and then we've got our dessert-specified shake options. But don't get confused and try and think that that should be your main meal, luck. Because nah, no, keep it balanced. No, keep it balanced. Go for real food there, and use this as in betweens. And
0: people, don't be afraid to go talk to a dietitian. Like mm. mm. you guys mm. offer a lot. Don't you? What do dietitians actually do in this space?
1: I hope that dietitians are getting a better rap than we once did. I hope that dietitians are kind of reading, reading the room, and and reading the the clientele that's in front of them better, actually. Because I know that there was a time when the, when it was kind of thought that like, I don't want to go see a dietitian because he's just going to tell me, I can't do this, 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 and it's just a food policeman. And it's yeah. or it's, or it's too complicated. He's going to make me eat all these strange foods. Uh, I'm not going to be able to follow it. And look, I've always taken the approach of, you, you, you listen to, a client normally has numerous goals. Try prioritize it first of all. What are we going to work on first for say the next six months? What's our primary focus? Is it, because nutrition affects everything absolutely we can't exactly get everything right in the in the beginning so let's narrow it down to what the primary focus is then remember that food is functional therefore each time you eat it does have a function that it's producing for the body either it's giving you more energy or it's helping more muscle recovery or it's helping brain or it's helping you sleep helping you focus but but which one's the primary priority for you right now and then simply what we do is we provide a meal plan with options that's tailored to the individual according to their lifestyle according to their specific goals and according to their foods that they like and dislike. There's so many ways to do it to get the same result. So you work off what the client actually enjoys eating and don't put in stuff that they're not going to eat because they won't do it anyway. And there's so many ways we can make that happen. So they've got some options, whether they need convenient, quick options, when they've got more time, do this meal. When you need an easy option, here's this snack. And I've always given sort of three or four options for each meal and snack throughout the day. Follow it for four, six weeks, come back, what's working, what's not, let's adjust it. Might hit a plateau at some point and we need to shock the body and, and move forward that way.
0: Yeah, nice. Nice. Okay, this next question stinks. Are there any potential side effects to consuming too much whey protein? <laughs> stinks.
1: <laughs> it can. I mean, we've all heard it before that it, it can. It may, might produce a bit more gas. Or, you know, Did you say Might. Might. <laughs> i mean it can but that's just understanding your body and and listening to your body and that might be okay that's if that's the worst side effect that's not yep. too bad you know you you can you can understand perhaps you overdid it that day had too many shakes could i rather have had a meal did my body struggle to digest that final shake i had in the day or is it again that you just needed a, a different source of protein in your shake is that where the the plant-based one would have settled better or would away whey, way whey yep. isolate would have settled better than a concentrate that it's also just listening into your body like that, but pretty much it's um it's not all it's not all that common I think people make out. The next one is,
0: and, and I'm probably going to jump in a lot on this answer, I'm sorry. Go for it. Is there, mm. is there a difference between whey protein concentrate and whey protein isolate? Well, there is. You tell me first. Well, whey protein isolate is very expensive. <laughs> whey protein concentrate is more aligned with people who are on a high protein diet uh, from a budgetary perspective. Yeah. The protein contents probably vary by 10%. Mm. The carbohydrate the same. Mm. The reality is I've dealt with a lot of researchers over time. And when they're, people are conducting research, they normally do a way base um, as, a, as a standard meal. Like if there's a meal when someone's doing research, not protein research, but doing research. And every researcher I've ever spoken to, and I'm not talking somebody who's training to do the 100 meters in under 10 seconds. Okay, I'm talking about people. Yes. Okay? Yes. So like mass market. Like mm. If you're a super elite athlete who wants- the best fuel in the world from protein perspective, go WPI. I'm mm. not gonna fight that at all. It is a few percent better than WPC. But from the researchers, when I said do you want WPI or WPC, they laugh. They laugh at me and go, You marketing guys. Okay, what do you mean? They go, mate, seriously, they're both fast proteins.
1: That's awesome, actually. That's really you know what I
0: mean. Like, and so when it comes mm. to value for money and mm. and we use a lot of WPC and purely because we don't want to keep putting proteins at hundred bucks. Mm. We want proteins to come down in Price that's be, awesome, be more yeah. consumed by more people, and so WPC for at, here at Body Science at the moment is the king. And you know, if the world changes and WPI becomes sensible in pricing, we'll introduce that to all of our products because we want to give you know what we can. But the reality here is the fat, the carbs, the protein content. Mm. Then I mean, if you're one of these people that is chewing on three calories or something like that. Like, some of the questions we get asked on a five-gram serve, like, how many calories in that? Like, seriously, the worst it can be is five by nine. (laughs) You know what (laughs) I mean? (laughs) Seriously, and most of it doesn't even have protein carbs in it, so seriously but people are super potent and look if you're standing when you were muscle mania you would have wanted to know exactly what you're doing and where you're i get that i am not talking about competitive bodybuilders Mm. and i'm not talking about people if you are running 100 meters you could still do wpc but from the perspective of the average punter out there the difference is so minimal to you over 12 months
1: so true this is probably a big myth bust actually that we're talking about um again people are generally very pedantic around certain areas around what, 5 or 10% of their life is very pedantic. The other 90% is total other end of the scale. So why are we getting so tied up on on the small areas of your big picture is get some, top up some protein in your day. Yeah. And whether it's in the end, whether it's concentrate or isolate. is
0: right? the king, like yeah. way is the king. Mm. And look, seriously, if you're, look, let me throw this out and we'll, we'll, we'll stop the podcast on this one because we can go on forever to be honest. Mm-hmm. If you're trying in the house down Monday to Friday and go down mm. the piss on Saturday night, you can have mm. WPC. Yes.
1: That's just putting it into perspective, right? You there. know
0: what I mean? Like you, you can funny. live on WPC and you get a lot more value mm. for your buck and you can mm. add a mm. fat burner in there or mm. a, a, some type of booster or, or some mm. type of greens for me. Mm. You get more, more money in your cart for the value between WPI and WPC is not worthy of the incredible difference in price
1: i think it means a lot that you're able to disclose that sort of information as a leader in the industry with where you're at so i hope that that resonates a lot with our listeners yeah
0: well oh, look weight protein concentrate itself has stupidly gone up in yeah. over covid like mm. supply chain and mm. and popularity and milk proteins came mm. flying in and you'll mm. see a lot more milk proteins in people's mm. formulas now And milk proteins are great yeah you know they mimic milk yeah you know they're still high protein they're still low carb but they they do all the good things they're just not whey yeah so the thing here is if you're choosing where you want to go make sure there's whey in the blend whey it's a whey protein or Mm. because you know whey's king wpi wpc i'll be honest i'm talking to the best researchers in the world in this space i'm talking about and they laugh (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i don't know great been doing this for a while i think people need value
1: that's right make it achievable yeah.
0: Yeah. The expensive proteins these days are good plant proteins. Wow, you're paying for those these days. Yeah. But a good plant protein that tastes good is something you'll you'll yeah. comply with and you'll use regularly. So yes. nothing worse than going, Oh shit, I've got to drink this.
1: No, that's yeah. not what it should be like. Something yeah. that you look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So and look, and one of the big trends that's coming out right now, which we're all over to is protein water. Mm. We're we're doing that with collagen powders mm. that you can mix yourself and a mm. little bit of whey in those and mm. a few other little things and, and they're great. They're they're a nice non milky alternative that's come to market recently.
1: Yeah, no. Since I've been here, that's been that's been a whole new world for me, even, yeah. and I'm using that daily. I think it's it's wonderful as a alternative or to milk based protein shakes, which we're also accustomed to, yep. to now have a refreshing juice. Flavored, yeah, different texture. Different, different, something that you could even just sip on throughout the day. Top up, like people just, you know, instead of drinking calories from from juice, they are actually drinking some protein juice. Think think of it like that. It's it's actually pretty cool. Plus the added benefits of the collagen, which we alluded to in the in the beginning, that I'm I'm starting to need. Yeah, and
0: somebody should put that with sparkling water and make it.
1: Wow. We've, we've got something special coming for you, Greg. You, you might be aware of it. Might yeah. be a little
0: 15-gram mm. can of yeah. the four. most incredible flavored soft drink style drinks that I've ever had mm. with the word protein around them. So 62 calories.
1: Yeah. We should bring out four different flavors.
0: Yeah, <laughs> If you want it, we'll do it. Okay. But hey, thanks for listening, everyone. They're the type of questions we get through our customer service office. We will be doing this regularly, Mark, jumping on and just asking a whole lot of random questions and letting people know what we think. Mm. And uh, thanks for coming on board again, mate.
1: I love it. Let's do it. Thanks, Greg. Perfect. See you, mate.